again, I was thinking about the uh, the importance of the fourth step and the fifth step to see our role in things. Obviously, because uh, when taken over by alcoholism, it tends to blind us to our role in things and emphasize other people's role in things, historical people, institutions, places, everything other than us. And then you wonder why that's such a dominant trait in an active addict and alcoholic, this denial of our role in things. And uh, if you look at it from the view of maybe we've been taken over by a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement of, in the mental state where you can't take an x-ray and see alcoholism, but you can see its effects and influence greatly but you can't actually see alcoholism. And so you would think that uh, if a parasite was going to take over and live as a host, it would have to really keep the host uh, actively in a denial of its role in things. Because if the host would, let's say, if you want to call the host Paul, if the host would look at its role in things, it would see self's role in things. It would see the parasite. As long as it has a story that everyone else is screwing me, there's no really understanding of actually what's happening because we haven't looked. Yeah, we look at, we take other people's inventory, but that's not what the fourth step does. It says you take your own inventory of uh, sort of like a business and to see what's saleable and stuff like that. Well, maybe this business of Paul has been under a co-ownership without Paul knowing it. There's been another owner actually that has more than 50% of the stock and has basically been running the store, stocking its own preferences, not Paul's, and, uh, <laughs> and, and selling a lot of unsaleable goods. Yeah, who knows? But see, the point is, this is why Everything that AA says is basically a counter to the dilemma, yeah? Like being in the, you know, a day at a time is because the addiction of the mental state is of time. It's constantly dwelling in what's not happening now, yeah? So that's why a day at a time is so successful because of the problem, yeah? That's why if, if we... And the whole point of seeing your role in things, I don't think has to end there. Because if you see your role in things, you'll see self's role in things. Finally, I hope. I really do. Because how could you, as a, such a terminally unique character that is making private choices and going here and doing that, and if you took... Uh, like a schematic of your active addiction or alcoholic life, and you applied it to another addict or alcoholic's life, it, it would fit quite a lot. <laughs> There'd be different locales and nouns, but basically the same format would be this, the living of the same format over and over again. Yet each one who's in the format thinks it's their unique special experience. I mean, I can't see... I, I mean... How could you how could you really 
believe you're going to get extreme relief when the whole problem is masked from you. Yeah, you're not noticing it. Yeah, so the problem has migrated to the solution. It is. It has. And uh, so I like the idea of, we always go to page 64, of looking at the inventory in a specific way and very specific. It's not, if you read the language, it's, it's a direct, uh, very specific direction. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's it. That's the, that's the statement that it's putting out. Yeah. Now, hopefully when a person is reading it or later on when they read it, after they've been in recovery for a while, are in that present tense condition of being convinced. Yeah. They're convinced. Not that they defeated themselves or the judge defeated them or the wife defeated them. That self has defeated us. Yeah. Self has defeated us. Two different activities. And how does it do it? By its manifestations. So obviously self can't manifest, but through us. Yeah. Self can't manifest, but through us. It needs a living event to manifest through. Yeah. It does. It doesn't, can't, it can't, just like alcoholism can't go to the store. It can't go, it needs you to go buy the, buy the alcohol. It can't call up Uber and get a ride. Yeah, it has to, you have to have a sense that you're going to the store. Very, very, usually a very dim sense, because you think it's you, you don't see that you're being driven to go to the store. You don't. When you're being driven, you don't see you're being driven. You have a narrative that it's you driving to the store, don't you? Every time, three in the morning, when I try to cop cocaine, I thought I was out there copping cocaine. But was I really, or was I driven by something to get what it wanted? I would say the latter was more correct than the former. Yeah? So, how, I don't know, I just, uh, I still think there's a, there's too many boundaries on the unsuspected inner resource. I do. I think the mental state has defined the unsuspected inner resource to us, which is a very limited resource. And it has and now it has it set up that we have to jump through thousands of hoops to connect connect to that resource. I believe it's always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary to access that inner resource. I would say we are of the inner resource. Yeah? So Everyone would agree, I would think, that the first huge wave in their life of recovery is seeing their role in things. It's a huge change, yeah? And obviously, if you saw your role in things, and if something had a big role in your role in things, you would see it. I hope if you had the right key of understanding, you could unlock that vision, yeah? The stubbornness of just keep calling it you would be stretched thin because it's insane to believe on the eighth day of a cocaine run I was choosing to do shit. It's just, it just doesn't, there's no, I have no feeling as if that's even close to being true. 
yeah? My intimate sense that it was I was possessed or driven or taken over by something. Once the, once the advertising bought the audience, like once I'd be fine until cocaine came up in my head. As soon as the cocaine came up in my head, my driving with that person would change into a transactional situation. I was trying to convince them, to, because I had no money, to buy cocaine, you know? And I'd be, I'd be on it for hours until I broke them down and they finally gave in, yeah? Now, right before the word cocaine appeared in my head, I was pretty okay, yeah? I was. As soon as the dog whistle went off, cocaine, there it went, yeah? You're going to tell me that was me every step of the way? That was me pounding that lady to get the drugs? You know, promising her the same old fucking equation of, oh, yeah, we'll get the dirty magazines, cop the cocaine, rent the hotel room. She had fallen for that so many times it hadn't been that satisfying to her. She was a hard person to fucking win over. And so I'd be super fucking angry. Was I super angry? I didn't, you know, I felt it was more the parasite, not getting what it wants. Now, maybe I'm insane, but at least I travel lighter. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I'm not usually calling people totally flipped out about what's not happening. I'm not, yeah. I'm the one who gets the calls. I'm not the one giving the calls. So I have a sense of, and it's not personal, I have a sense that uh, there's been a recognition of something. And I've seen it as foreign. Yeah. And I'll tell you, seeing it as foreign has made all the difference in the world. Having that bridge of my, you know, get fucking... <laughs> get fucking uh, investigated and just seeing problems as problems, yeah? And, and, and resentments as resentment, not as my resentment, which is a fucking, I breathe 30 years of life into it. So, uh, yeah, I think we're an incredibly powerful host and very attracted to this parasite. And this parasite gets its power from us, really. I do. I don't think it has much power. It has an ability to convince, yeah. It has an ability to obscure. It has the ability to deny. It has it has a stealthiness or a cunning, but it's not powerful. Yeah. It needs us. It has to convince us to do what it wants. Yeah. I and if you if you keep listening to it as you, it's gonna have much more success convincing you. It is. If the way it enters our life is that when we see it, we call it me. And once it's in, it goes right to the fucking control panel and starts hitting the golden oldies. Oh, you're never going to be loved or this, fuck this, whatever. And bam -o, and then you're apt to do something based on that false evidence. Once you drink or use, it's basically harm reduction after that. You know what I mean? I mean, that's why I used to say, hey, what's the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic? The alcoholic calls you after they drink. The recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. That's the difference. Yeah. Getting a call after the person drink, what's the point? You know, it's all right. Go to a meeting. You know, it's the same. It's just, you know, 
lock yourself in the house. Don't fucking send any texts. You know, you're just trying to reduce the opportunity of harm. I mean, that's not a winning fucking solution. That's like a dire solution when the fucking horse is out of the barn. We don't want to have the horse out of the barn. So how can you, if the thoughts that are presenting a fuck it scenario are held, are preceded by my thoughts, you're going to probably get fucked. Sooner or later. If you take the my out, basically it's just another one of the mental storms. Yeah. It, can't, it blows in and it blows out. Yeah. You know, I could dislike, think I dislike my girlfriend, but if I don't say anything, everything goes swimmingly. But if I say, you know, I hate you, she doesn't forget that, you know? Even though I forget it, it wasn't me, it's she takes it to be me. And now, yeah, something, something, that, something that was just coming in and going out now has had a life and it's had an effect. It's affected her and it affects me. Yeah. Do you want that fucking thing going out anytime it wants? Because you're the one who's going to get tattooed by its effects. You are. It's not going to go to jail. There's no jail for self. Yeah, you go to jail. Yeah, you have the broken relationship. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I, I'm a believer, you know. I'm in the choir. I've entertained these ideas, and I have witnessed in myself and others a great relief. Not so much on the experiences, though they change, but on your attitude and outlook and, and your basic bottom line is you've recognized your role in things and you've also recognized self's role in things. Yeah, and now you can recognize the difference. Yeah, and then when I see self's role, I take it to six and seven. Yeah, I do. So that, because for me, it's like a just a large, like a, let's say an 80 year, 80 year, uh, 80 years of a long rope and the mental state, the selfing is just knotting it up in so many fucking ways, but it's still the rope. Yeah. And what I do with a life surrendered to the higher power and the principles of AA, those knots get reconfigured. Yeah. And so you could use the rope as a noose or as a way of helping other people. It's the same rope. And this is what I feel. If I'm directed by the mental state, I know what it's like, yeah? I see threats where there aren't any. I'm not conscious of being here. I'm constantly obsessed with yesterday and tomorrow. I feel fucking under attack. I want revenge. All this stuff. It's not new, yeah? When I'm directed by the higher power, Unknown possibilities have been revealed. Yeah, I've had the ability to enjoy peace of mind. I understand the word serenity. Yeah, I know peace. I know. A lot of things, a lot of assumptions that never were true have been seen not to be true. Yeah, 
I don't need to get into no moment. I've never been out of a moment. Yeah. I don't need my spiritual, my spirit, the spirit doesn't have a malady. It's a mental, emotional malady. Yeah. These things just became clear and they've never uncleared. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why we're here. I mean, if everyone was calling me up and telling me, oh, everything's great, I freaking wouldn't do Zooms. Yeah. I do Zooms on like leatherworking or something. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, let's say become a, an advisor of fashion for what I see on the z- squares. You know what I mean? I would go into those things just to embellish what's already there. But, man, you know, people believe they have the relief but they're not it's not translating yeah they're not getting loaded anymore but maybe they should some of them yeah this there's uh you know it's like i remember when i was out there and when i was young my mother obviously was worried about me so she would talk to her brother and other adults and they'd come over and talk to me and they would they had an assumption of where they were was attractive to me which it wasn't so when they would tell me 30 minutes about what I needed to do to arrive where they are I didn't want to arrive where they were so I had didn't listen to a fucking thing they said because they didn't want what they had I didn't yeah I mean, this is truly based on attraction. You know, I hope when you hear the message, it attracts you to something. Yeah, it attracts you to the to the possibility that's just freaking right. It's right there. You've done the inventory. You've seen your role and thing. Maybe look at your role and get a little suspicious and really check into it. And maybe you'll see it was self manifesting through us that has defeated us. So that when it starts attempting to do that, we can take it to six and seven and have relief before the explosion. I don't want to live looking for the relief after the explosion. I want the relief that's before the explosion. I want the dog shit relief that's just always there as an underlying basis. I don't want the drug addiction relief of doing something insane and then getting relief afterwards yeah over with that so yeah so if you're gonna go through the effort of seeing your role in things why not just go a little bit farther and see self's role in things yeah and maybe a lot of what people are sharing about at AA meetings is self-roles and things without knowing it. They're saying it was me, 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 but it wasn't because it sure, sure sounds like me. Your me sounds like my me, yeah? Maybe it's not our me. Maybe we're sharing the same parasite. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Whatever, you know, can take, make a topic out of that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I got something. I got something from the big book. 
And this is this is speaking to uh, the spiritual awakening. It's out of we agnostics, but it applies here, I believe. And we'll see where where you take this. And then we also have a hand up. Uh, page fifty three. When we became alcoholics, crushed by a self imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else He is nothing. He is or He isn't. What was our choice to be? In skipping down into the next paragraph, it 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 states we were grateful that reason had brought us so far, but somehow we couldn't quite step ashore. Perhaps we had been leaning too heavily on reason the last mile, and we did not like to lose our support. So, yes. Yeah. So reason is of the head, yes. Right. Yeah. So that's 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 the I think you talk about dog shit awareness. Well, you know, Kurt, a friend of ours that comes here, always points out self-imposed. So people would think they did it to themselves, but the word self is something other than us. If you follow the way it's used in the big book, it doesn't it imply it's us because it says self is what has defeated us. So it was self-imposed. Something other than us imposed its will on us, seemingly. Yeah. I wish just, I mean, just... This is what happened when I went to see Joe and Charlie, those guys famous for that big book seminars. You know, I thought I had some intelligence, and the book seemed to be pretty basic. But I, I'm telling you, my own understanding uh, was defining the understanding the book could give me. Yeah, So I wasn't getting really much out of it, in a sense. And when they explained it, it made so much, it just was like uh, the same sentence that I had read 50 times. When they broke it down, it just brought me a whole different feeling hearing it from how they described it, yeah? Like a possibility, a lighter possibility. And uh, yet it was the same sentence, but I was applying my old understanding to every sentence I was reading. So I was really deadening the living aspect of the book. I was, I had no idea. But when I heard them share, they allowed that livingness of it to come up. And I was so stoked. I remember when they just explained the fourth column, the four columns of the inventory, and I finally got an idea of my role and things. And I had done an inventory without that understanding. It didn't do much, but I went to the motel room where I was staying. I just wrote one out in two hours, just beautiful, because I saw my role. Yeah. And then down the road, after seeing my role and things, I started to see self's role and things. And I saw a self-roll, and the funny thing is, why we seem to act so uh, commonly and feel so similarly and thinks very the same is because of self. I mean, we're talking about us, but the us we're talking about is mostly self. That's what we identify with. You've lived under the tyranny of me, because the me is very similar to my me. Yeah. I mean, it's right out there. You can see it. 
you can see the evidence. I would hear be at meetings and the person would be sharing, wow, it's amazing how you think just like I do, feel just like do I do, did the same things I did, and what? What does that imply? And then it would pull back and then there would be the same fucking pledge allegiance to the problem. Uniqueness, uniqueness, uniqueness. No, we're run-of-the-mill addicts and alcoholics. The same parasite has taken all of us unique fucking special characters, yeah, and hides underneath the idea that you wear unique and special characters. And why do you think we don't want to see our role in things? Because we would see its role in things. Why do you think denial is one of the main obscuring agents of the disease? It doesn't want you to see your role because you'll see its role. Yeah, if you have mom's role, the judge's role, the police role, the doctor's role, the girlfriend's role, you don't see self's role. You see their self's role that you don't, it doesn't get applied to you. Once you see your role in things, you're going to see something else's role in things. And it's a dominant role. Yeah? Hopefully now, no. But back then, definitely. Yeah? And I would say the lightness of your life right now is based on its diminished influence. That's all. I truly believe it. Yeah? I believe the spiritual awakening is just a mental diminishing. That's all it is. I mean, the mental state is dominant. Jesus Christ. And it gets weakened, and then something else becomes obvious. That thing isn't just comes. It's always here. And that's the feeling of it, yeah? When you go on one of those mental train rides, when you stop, you're always at the same station, right here and now. You've never left. You just think you do. Yeah? You just think you do. You think, oh, I went on a long train ride. Oh, what happened when you stopped? I was back at the same station. Well, maybe you never fucking left the station. What? Oh, yeah. Maybe all your train rides are imaginary little flights of fancy. You've never left. You are spirit. Yeah. Whatever. So... That's my... I'm into this... I'm into it this week. Yeah. Seeing your role in things, you're going to see something else's role in things, obviously. I mean, why do you think the parasite doesn't want you to go there? Why do you think people have the most trouble around the fourth step? Why? Because they know if you look at the crime scene, the self's picture is in every fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm in denial. All right, try this one. I would say it fits pretty well. <laughs> why is it I don't want to do the fourth step? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do all the others. I won't do the fourth step. Why? Well, because if you see your role in thing, you're going to see something else's role in thing. Yeah, and sometimes... The evidence, it can't overwhelm the evidence. It's just there. You catch the emperor without any clothes. Yeah, that's what happens. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be brought to page 64 and you'll see self has defeated us. Self, something other than us, has defeated us through its manifestations. What's allowing its manifestations to occur? Us. Yeah. I mean, 
if something that doesn't have any arms and legs can only get in trouble with arms and legs, it has to use something else's arms and legs. Yeah, it's got to use us. We're its form of transportation and expression. Yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm so stoked because there is a solution. I am. There is a solution. Can't you believe what a wonderful message is? It's not you. I don't mean in a denial sort of way, but in a, in a sober assessment sort of way. It truly isn't you. Yeah? Why would you want to harbor so much guilt and shame based on it? I just, you know, this is how you outgrow guilt and shame. How can you outgrow guilt and shame if the guilt and shame is based on you doing shit or not doing shit? Yeah? Seeing that you weren't the doer would help. Yeah? <laughs> Obviously. I mean, if you weaken the idea that you were the doer no matter what, there's no moment that any doing that ever came through you wasn't yours. Yeah? When that gets broken, a lot of relief from guilt and shame is possible. Yeah? Maybe you'll really understand the first part of the first step. You were powerless. Something had you. Yeah? You were dancing with the gorilla. You were going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop. Yeah? Not when you wanted to stop. When it wanted to stop. I mean, isn't that the experience? It was for me. Yeah. Well, all right. All right, good. We got some questions. You ready, Paul? Yes, yeah. Okay, come on, Anna. Let me get you to unmute, Ina. Yeah, hi, but I don't have a question. Hi. You do or you don't? No, I don't have a question. Oh, okay. Uh, Your hand was up. But hi. <laughs> nice to be here. Yes. Me too. We had two hands up and now I don't see anybody. Would anybody like to uh, step up? Hmm? The answer worked. All right, I got no more hands. There we go, Walter. I knew there was one. Walter. Paul, good evening. Uh, speaker view, one second. Okay, good evening. Yeah, Jinao, it's not just a river in Egypt. Okay, uh, right now I'm in conflict uh in the building business with a contractor you you have been doing this it's going about money and um, i'm trying to see what is my role in things and i just cannot find it i only know i've been in similar situations on the building i do my part of the job i'm not cheating i'm even making people aware you know from hey uh, you have to do it like that. I'm not trying to fuck anybody. Okay. You know. I gotta call you back. I'm getting into troubles money-wise, and I feel like I'm being manipulated. Okay, one thing is to act out, 
which I didn't do. I tried to be wise. And the other hand I know is to pick up, which I also didn't do. But I don't see my role in, to, in the things. And I know it's a similar situation like I've been before in. All right. And well, maybe if you looked at it now, your reaction to this could be seen maybe as self-seeking and frightened. Self-seeking and frightened. Yeah. When you're looking at something, it's not what was my role then. It's also what role has it now? Yeah. Let's say I have a resentment 20 yeah. years ago. So when I would do the fourth column, I would ask, uh, what, was my, what was my role and what is my role now? In other words, how is the mental state using the resentment of 30 years ago now? Yeah. So wow. here you have a business. You, would ha you had a realistic expectation that you should get paid, but it looks like you may not. So what the mental state's reaction is self-seeking and frightened. It wants to get the money, and it's afraid it's not going to get it. That's simple. Yeah, very simple. You just want to see it's not, it's not the, uh, the conclusion of the outside circumstance. You want to see the reaction of self to your life, yeah, and be able to recognize it's not you. Yes? I got it. Like this, this happened with me. You know, in America, we say, uh, if you're going to loan any money to a newcomer, might as well just realize you just gave it away. They're not going to pay you back, right? True. Generally. It's nothing, and it's, it's not them. It's just the way it is. And so I also knew that about selling cars to newcomers. Yeah. So I sold a car to a newcomer. It'd be basically because I didn't want to go through the trouble of putting an ad and seeing people. And maybe I didn't feel that confident that the car was really that good. So I said, this guy needs a car. Of course, he doesn't have all the money. So I sell him the car and he's going to pay me. Yep. And then uh, I get a letter from a, a, a township nearby saying they impounded my car because he hadn't changed the rego, the registration. And yeah. so the car is in this lot. It's going to cost you $300 to get it. So I would say, all right, well, I, I'm resenting this guy now because what have happened. But I made a decision based on self that put me in that position. I knew better to sell the car to him. He didn't even have enough money to buy it. But I thought I'd just fucking take the easier soft away and it bites me in the ass. Now, I didn't even do this once to the same guy. I sold another car to him. And the same thing happened. But then I realized my accountability. I knew before I sold it, I still took a chance and I lost. But what the hell? I saw my role in thing. Yeah? Yeah? Not my, but the role. Yes? So this is somebody, sometimes this system, it's sort of like when... Uh, you know, we have TV cable, yes? Cable, you yeah. pay money and they give yeah. you Wi-Fi and they throw in TV and shit. And so they fuck up quite a lot, yeah? With no penalty. But if you don't pay them on time, they will shut off the power. But they don't have any consequences for fucking up, yeah? 
Now that seems unfair, but that's just the way it is. So it's interesting to watch the reaction when I'm getting fucked again by Comcast. Yeah, based because it has a monopoly, I can't get what I need any other way. And so there you go. So this is what happens. It's if there isn't a resentment in a sense, there's a fear. Yeah, you're not going to get your money. And of course, then the self-seeking occurs. How can I, I get that. my? I, I, I don't see why I don't see why I'm getting into this trouble. You know, my part of the exactly. street is clean. Exactly, but invariably we find we made a decision based on self. Well, if you can't find it, you will down the road. Yeah, you know what I mean. I will down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And to see, I have another example. It was a great one. See, I lived. A lot of the statements in the big book, I lived, yeah, before and after I got sober. And so one of them was I had an, I had an apartment in Haight-Ashbury. It's my second year of sobriety. My roommate was moving, and I thought the place was pretty cool. It was in a nice room. I thought I'd have no trouble finding a roommate, but I couldn't find a roommate. And yeah, I was, yeah I, yeah, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to pay the whole rent because I was trusting self much more than the higher power. So a guy came out of a program who I didn't even like, but he needed a place, so I let him move in, and all this shit occurred, yeah? And yet, while I wanted to pin it on him and his crazy girlfriend, I had to admit that I made a decision based on self that put me in this position, yes? This is, this is like the act of waking up in recovery, by seeing your role in things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. Clear. All right. We've got Christian, Kristen coming in. Come on, Kristen. Uh, Kristen, how are you? I'm good, Paul. How are you? Good. Good, good. Um, so, Anne, thanks for reading that piece in the book, because I remember when I came upon that uh, self-imposed crisis, I was so pissed off at um, my sponsor, the woman. I said, I, I'm not accepting this. I did not do this to myself. I refuse to believe that I would do all this stuff to myself and then end up in this position like who in their right mind would do this? And um, I just said, no, I'm not, I'm not accepting that. And then somebody, you know, so I was in a tizzy about that because I just could not uh, get my head wrapped around that I would have done all this stuff to myself. And then somebody explained it and I accepted it, not that it was wrong, but it just made more sense. Someone said, well, how about if you understand that as ego imposed. And I said, oh, okay, I could, I could go there. So I just, I don't, uh, hmm. so I wonder if you could talk, I know we're talking about self here and it's different, but if you could talk a little bit to that. Well, what happened is you saw it as somewhat foreign to you and then there was relief. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think 
it's more specific if you recognize it as what self represents, which is being the owner of a lot of shit you really don't have much to do with, like thinking, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, yeah? So, uh, that sense of otherness brings relief. Why? Because the problem is identification as, yeah? You can get, it's like reverse engineering. You can know the problem from relief from it, yeah? Because it reverses engineers. It tells you why you weren't having relief. You see it super clear, yeah? Yeah. You may not see it super clear while you're under it. You don't. But when you are relieved of it, then you see it. Oh, yeah. Right. So, um, but could you talk a little bit like, so when we throw this word ego around, because it gets thrown around a lot. Ego to me is, uh, what's interesting for me is when speak people speak of an ego, they call it their ego, right? Yeah. Ego, or let's say the ego, they have an ego and they want to lose an ego. Mm -hmm. I feel a sense of self is that one of having an ego and losing an ego. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe ego is an objectification of the mental state by the mental state. Right. Got it. Just got it. It's just another. Got it. Yeah. See, you would be fine if the ego wasn't bothering you. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no. It's not the case. There's an addiction to self. There's an addiction to being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. Yeah, that's what's, that's the drag in recovery. That's that current against recovery. We're truly, the mental state is truly disinterested in recovery. Yeah. Unless it can be about it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what we run into. It's so glaring in this case because... In a way, alcoholism has such an incredible effect on the physicality, but we don't see it as a physical disease. And there's mostly a total lack of interest in recovering from it. (laughs) It really is. In most cases, there's a lack of interest. That's that's the biggest dilemma of the program, is the patient. (laughs) Mm. The program is completely sound, it can rehabilitate any character that has this kind of shit if followed. But the dilemma is there's a reluctance and a resistance to following it. Yeah, because we're following something else. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be stronger at the moment than us. Yeah. So that's why just a little bit of willingness is enough to break that spell. Yeah. Surrender over to the higher power and a way of life. See, I would have, you know, I got sort of struck sober, but that event would have just been forgotten two days later if I hadn't been introduced to recovery the next morning or that night, really. It would have just went off the rails. I'm sure of it, yeah? Even though it was so profound, so powerful, it would have gotten uh, uh, detoured like that, seriously. But something had a plan that once I got whacked, it showed me a way of life that night. So it was like perfect. It's sort of like 
the cut was healed and the right bandage was put on. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the moment, or I would have bled to death. So, uh, a little bit of willingness goes a long, long way, directed by the right hand, in my view. Yeah. Yeah. So, in AA, as an action figure, uh, to me, surrender is the key to, you know, coming to a sober assessment, either through your own investigation or through life's, a sober assessment that you're fucked, basically. Yeah? And, uh, and that you are not going to unfuck yourself. Yeah? It right. just doesn't, it's not going to happen. It's, right. a faulty, it's a faulty mechanism of a self-centered system. It believes self can heal self and self can get out of self. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I hope the, you know, the evidence is in, it's just a matter of fucking surrendering to it, so to speak, and then being open to be led by something other than the mental state. And you will be, especially with this way of life of recovery. You will be for sure. You know, look at AA. AA knows what it's up against. Some churches meet once a week, where I live, there's 600 meetings a week. They understand, like, once a week ain't going to do it. <laughs> You're going up against a mental parasite, yeah, that's working on you every day, yeah. That's why there's so many meetings. They didn't plan to have so many meetings every day. It grew organically based on the condition we're suffering from, yeah. Service was based on the conditioning we're suffering from. We, our reflex is to suck in, to go up the ass of self. Yeah. We need activities that pull us out of that habit so that we can get a sense of what it feels like outside of self. So maybe that becomes attractive to us. And then what used to be a speed bump and we'd say, oh, I don't want to fucking do that. We have a willingness to do the work. We do. We do four through nine. And then with some momentum gets built, and then the influence of the higher power becomes more influential in our lives, yeah? And it weakens the mental state. And now perhaps you're living, perhaps there's the be a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Yeah? Yeah. That's the journey in a way. So... Obviously, the journey is based on there's been an exceed, an incredible, insane trust in a failed system. There has been. We've relied on something that's unreliable. There's a there's a, a day of reckoning about that. There's a surrender concerning that, and then you're open to be directed by something that actually works. Yeah, and so we're breaking through a gravitational field of self. There is a gravitational field. The working steps allow us to break through that gravitational field, and then we start getting pulled towards the higher power or the infinite. We go into a much larger field of gravity, which is grace. Yeah? Where miracles are remembered and honored for years, not fucking forgotten in 10 minutes. Yeah? Where vendettas are given off are released and you see people as perhaps they're sick just as I am. Yeah? This is the realm that we're entering or we're in already. Yeah? 
And then, of course, the old gravity wants to pull you back. And where does it express itself? In the thought system, in the narration. Yeah? Even though you haven't, it hasn't influenced you, it will show up and say it's you again. On and on and on and on. And will tell you, fuck it, after 20 years of sobriety. And you'll think you can go out and have a drink. And you can. But then the drink will have you sooner or later. And then you're back being, then you're the fucking workhorse of the parasite again. Yeah? There is a solution. Yeah? See what you are of and see what you're not of. I mean, you have the eyes to do it. I don't mean the physical eyes. I mean the awareness. You have had your... Your conscious contact has improved through the steps and the way of life we're in. Yeah? You can see your role in things, and you can see self's role in things. When you see self's role in things, bring it through six and seven. Yeah? When you see your role in things, you'll see your role and the higher power's role is pretty synonymous. The cat wants to come in. Hold on a second. I'll let her in. Come on, Fats. Come on, babe. There's people working on the house. The cat flipped out. <laughs> it wants out. See, that was easy. The cat responds to the situation. I don't like it. Makes a little noise. Goes outside. It has no denial. <laughs> when it's unhappy, it's obvious it's unhappy. It's just very clear. Just does. It's just catting all day. Yeah. Here we're just we're taken over by something. It's insane. And there's a we're trying to convince that to admit itself. It's not. You've got to see it from spirit. Yes. A parasite's not going to become a service animal. It isn't. It's not going to be your best friend. <laughs> You're not going to win it over. <laughs> it's just got its own nature. And it's hostile to us. It is. So, all right. All right, good. Thanks, Kristen. Um, no more hands. I had, I, had, I had a thought while you were speaking, Paul. And I was thinking about, you know, the... Um, many. What? That's one too many. Oh, all right. Then we're done for the day, folks. Bye. <laughs> no, one too many thoughts. Yeah, I know. It's too many thoughts because I don't want to use the word identification. I don't know why. Right. So when, when I'm going through this process and I'm identifying these characters in my head, um. You know, and and I noticed that 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 their their first stance is that of a victim, right? I lose interest in that, and then and then there's different manifestations that come. But I find that that uh, you know identifying them and saying ah, that's where it is. It 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 allows it allows the voice to quiet. And in speaking on the fourth column. You know, this is where we have the truth of the matter. 
and we face the facts of, of the unreality and we move into kind of expelling it and, and furthering the energy that moves through us in working the steps uh, to, to quickly get to that ninth step and get it out and get it resolved so that we can go back into creating more of a whole. I don't know. I don't know what my question was. Yeah. <laughs> now I lost it. Uh, but that, that process. Um, oh, and I just got a good question through. Um, the processes sooner or later uh, produce a state, yes? Mm-hmm. It's not like a process that you keep processing. Right. It, it comes to a fruition and a state gets produced, which doesn't have the same rules of maintenance than a project you're trying to get to or arrive at. When the state is there, there's diff- the rules change. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when uh, the problem doesn't exist for you, could you imagine living while the problem doesn't exist for you as it could exist for me at any moment? Would you... To me, that would be somewhat lacking, yes? In other words, if I'm in this state that the problem doesn't exist for me, but the head is just sitting over going, but it's going to exist as me at any moment, am I really enjoying that the problem doesn't exist for me? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So things change. So you seem to be called to do some work and to be vigilant, and it, but the vigilance doesn't last for fucking ever. You get established, just like it says in page 63. You sincerely take a position, then you get established in a position. And you, if you read the effects from sincerely taking the position, and then you read the effects of being established, they're of a different quality, the, the effects, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what happens. Sincerely and established are different conditions. Yeah? yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So there's an outgrowing and an, and a growing in a lot. You're outgrowing prior conditions and you're growing into new conditions. As you're growing into the new conditions, there's things that are required that aren't required when you've grown into the new condition. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we're so used to something not being there that when it's there we think it's it's going to go at any second this is all the head yeah Mm -hmm. the problem doesn't exist for you doesn't have to be followed by but it could it will just why not just stay in that for that moment the problem doesn't exist for me hallelujah See what's demanded of you then. See what you're called to do then. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe your old orders have been changed. But if you keep complying with the old orders, you're never open to hearing the new orders. And the new orders may be, hey, chill out, relax. Yeah? You're in good hands. <laughs> I mean, what's where's 
the head is constantly going to try to play God. Yeah, it's, it's doing the same thing. Like it used to critique your fucking drug use. It's critiquing your recovery. It's the same, same head. <laughs> Why would you have, oh, I'm enjoying peace of mind, but we'll like tomorrow. <laughs> Let's just cut out the second part. I'm enjoying peace of mind. Yeah. You should be worried. <laughs> no, peace of mind has a lack of worry in it. That's one of its qualities. <laughs> it doesn't go, the meal of peace of mind doesn't go well with worry. It's not a, it's like the wrong, it's the wrong spice in the dish. <laughs> it's just um, chilled out. Oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna, okay, well, so what, you know? You know, I got run over by a car. I'm so happy that I didn't know that for two years before. <laughs> I just got and then so when I knew I got run over by a car, when I got run over, I wasn't a nervous wreck thinking I'm going to be run over for two years. I never, it never came in my head. I just got whacked by a Monte Carlo, Chevy Monte Carlo. <laughs> it seemed like a much better way of traveling. In a way, I was going to get run over no matter what. The worrying wasn't going to do anything about it. <laughs> what the hell? Why be a nervous wreck until you're meant to be a nervous wreck? You know, it seems crazy to me. So the problem doesn't exist for you. Yeah. I don't even think it says a day at a time. It says the problem doesn't exist for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see all this shit happens without any of your, without any thought or effort on your part. What's your part then? If your your part is not thought and effort, what's your part? It just says it right there, page eighty something. It says you've been placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part necessary, something like that. So what's your role when it's not thought or effort? What is it? Find out. I hope you have. There is a role there. When you've been placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort, there is a role you have there. But it's not of thought or effort. What is it? Maybe honor honor and gratitude? Yes. Yeah. Maybe sharing and service? Yes. Your role isn't always thought and effort, is it? Shit. It's like it's like being convinced you have to wear the same size shoe you wore when you were eleven years old. Your shoes, your feet got bigger. If you keep trying to squeeze into those old shoes, you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you outgrew the shoes. Well, we outgrow a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's what, like a free range, that's what a free range alcoholic is. It outgrows the need to be in a coop. It outgrows, yeah? There's a lot of outgrowing of stuff. When you're coming out of the tyranny of addiction and into the grace of recovery, there's a lot of outgrowing. Yeah? The mental state wants to think of everything just like it used to think of everything. It's old. It's passe. It's finished. Yeah? 
People can't believe it. They, they think, oh, this is how I stay in this condition. I do a lot of shit. Yeah? Well, there's going to be a point that you're going to stay in that condition without doing a lot of shit. Yes. That's a, a very, very, very strong possibility if you stay sober. Now what happens is there's an identification as the doer of all that shit. So now, to reinforce the identification, you cannot not do that shit. Yet, yet, its purpose has been used and you're moving on to a freer state. Yeah, That's not produced by doing and shit. Yeah? But the head, won't, the head won't allow it. If you miss that hour of meditation, you go home at lunch just to do it because you think, if I don't meditate, the day's going to suck. That's fucking crazy to me. Who's telling you that? Maybe it was true when you were six months sober, not when you're 32 years sober. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't you see? This is a growing recovery is progressive, just like the diseases. Recovery progresses, but instead of more and more intolerability of the disease, it's less and less thought and effort. But I'm afraid if I, if I, yeah, well, maybe in a certain condition you're in, you could, that's valid fear. But then some people, it's not a valid fear. Like Jono, a guy that comes here, said a beautiful thing. He was always saying the third step prayer. Please leave, please relieve me of the bondage of self. And then he saw that basically he was in the freedom from the bondage of self. So the prayer wasn't useful because it was thinking that the, he didn't he was in the relief from the bondage of self. He didn't have to pray for the relief from the bondage of self, you see? He he had outgrown that situation. He was in relief from the bondage of self. Not in I'm hoping to be relieved of the bondage of self. It's quite different. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You, I do know. You can recognize where you're at. You can. You can see where you've been placed. You have the ability. You're not two levels below a coconut. You can see shit. You can observe. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'm observing that the problem, in the way I knew it, hasn't existed for quite a while in my daily life. <laughs> it hasn't. Yeah? I have a healthy understanding of it. It could, but I'm not afraid of that it will. I have a healthy understanding the problem could exist in my life, but I don't have a fear that it will right now. That's part of the relief from the bondage of self. (laughs) Hey, if the boogeyman isn't here, but it can still show up, there's still the influence of the boogeyman. I'd rather just say the boogeyman ain't here <laughs> and enjoy. <laughs> Listen when people share at meetings. They share a great joy, but they always bookend it. But I'm still fucked up. I'm still crazy. I'm still this. I'm still that. We still pledge allegiance. It's like being released from San Quentin prison, but I keep pledging allegiance to San Quentin. You know what I mean? As if any moment I could go back there. Well, 
Yes, but yeah. This moment, I'm not going back there. <laughs> you know, so I know it's more, it's it's finer, but you got to get that flavor. You've got to realize growth means you outgrow something, yeah, and that you grew into it, yeah. We're in the process of outgrowing and growing into something else, right? Yeah. We're outgrowing the parasitical condition and we're growing into another condition. Yeah? A reliance on a higher power condition. Let's be honest about it and take great joy in it and fucking have some confidence in it. Yeah? Why not? That was really good, Paul. Thank you. Um, I got a couple of uh, questions here. You're good on time today? Yeah, I'm all right now, I think. I don't know. Cool. Let's hear Let's hear from Kurt. Come on in, Kurt. Hey, oh, yeah. Thanks. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kurt. How are you? you know, good. You, you know, I, I, I tell people this a lot. I say the same voice that told you to go out is the same voice that beats you up when you come back in. It ain't your voice. It's part yeah. of the deal. And yes. the other thing, I, you know, what you're saying is there's a part in the book, it's page 60. It says, it says, most people try to live by self-propulsion. This goes back to what you said about this self-imposed crisis, right? It says most people live by itself. Each person is like the actor. A lot of people I talk to, they think they're the actor. It says we're like the actor. It doesn't say we are the actor. Yes. And that's, yes. that, that's that thing you always talk about where you say, no, no. It's a misidentification. Yes. Well, yeah. it's purely an identification. Because you don't need to be identified <laughs> with what you are. You are that. Mm. Mm. We're identified as what we're not. Yeah. Got it. Got it. It is like there's a true identification and a misidentification. There's just a misidentification. Mm-hmm. We are that. Yeah. 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 In other words, we don't have to identify with anything. We are that. Yeah. Mm. That's what's so beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like. See, a lot of us start as we're a physical, mental condition, yeah? And we suddenly, sooner or later, realize, at least when you enter AA, that we need to have a different condition to override the physical, mental condition and emotional condition. So we, it's called a spiritual condition. But spirit isn't in a condition. It's not a condition based on circumstances and situations. It's the ultimate fact. Mm. We're not of thing, yeah? We're not a thing. We're not of flesh and blood. We are of spirit, yeah? And spirit isn't conditional. Mental states are, physical states are, emotional states are, financial states are. They're conditional based on a lot of influences. But the spirit isn't. The spirit is unconditional. It knows, never wavers. It's never different. That thing, that awareness was just as was aware of my worst day as it was my best day. 
Yeah, it's awareness. It's just the basic condition we are. We are a spiritual condition. Now, we, we seem to have a lot of other conditions. But basically, thinking we're having the conditions, they seem to have us, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's a weird move. Mm-hmm. But the spiritual condition isn't, that's not in its game. You don't have a spiritual condition. You are a spiritual condition. It's quite different. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So that has to go, does that have to go with authorship? Like, of course, authorship, because the authorship is self uses uh, like an audio book to imply being the author of. Yeah, it keeps yapping as if we're the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the taster. But in fact, there's only doing, thinking, seeing, feeling, tasting. Yeah, right. right. It's sort of it's taking living and making and and. and sucking up an interpretation out of it and then we get we get the starring role and that seems <laughs> exciting to us and we're interested in that and we end up cherishing it but it's a rough role to play <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so basically we seek relief from the role that we're in and our relief is misguided and so we get more addicted and more uh bound and imprisoned by our desire to be unimprisoned and unbound we get more bound it goes the opposite and mm-hmm. in a way through the act of being identified we can't see being anything other than what we think ourselves to be mm-hmm. so we're just trying to improve it socialize it civilize it rehabilitate it therapize it but in fact we don't ever realize we're not that yeah which is where the relief lies. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, the freedom is from the bondage of self. The bondage of self isn't a historical event. It's an activity. Yeah. In a sense, you are not bound. You can seem to be bound or you can seem not to be bound. But the fact is you're not bound. Right. But here... In this interpretive world, we can it can appear to us we're bound, and it can appear to us we're not bound. But the fact is, we're not bound, as what we are. Yeah, as what we're not, we're completely bound by programming. Yeah, by a very very limited understanding. Yeah, by a very very limited amount of possibilities. Our possibility is we're not okay, but we can be okay, or we will be okay based on a historical idea I was once okay. But in fact, we're always trying to It's insane. It's, it's insane living for self, as self, by self, through self. It's fucking insane. Yeah? All of its big credits, all of its successes are hollow and empty. Yeah? Yeah, I heard, I heard a guy say it once, like... More than being okay. We want to look like we're okay. It's more important to look like I'm okay than being okay. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's like simple. When I'd be in the water catching waves, and then after the, the whole session, you're coming out, and then the head says, "Did any? I hope people saw me catch that big wave. It has a total different agenda than the living of the life. 
Mm-hmm. It's looking at it like as a marketing or a branding event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yes. insane. Why would I want to be guided by that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just amazing. You know, <laughs> you know, if I'm feeling like a little bad, it tells me I'm entering a lifelong depression. If I'm feeling good, it says you better get suspicious quickly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it seems like you're getting the short end of the stick constantly. So yeah. I just think we don't know any better, most of us. And so we hunker down and we make do. Yeah. And the, the thing that the system is most scared of is possibilities. Mm. So we're just throwing some new possibilities in there with the hopes that it shakes it up and then you see your its role in your life. Instead of calling its role your role, you see it as its role. Yeah? And then you have some you got a lot of information to bring the six and seven. <laughs> It'll be the step you're basically involved with the most. You'll be just constantly bringing all these knots up to get reconfigured. Because it's mm-hmm. done a job, man. I mean, yeah. could you imagine uh, living a whole life in the inability of having a relationship, a viable relationship with another person? Living a whole life like that? That's what it has in store for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be mm-hmm. incapable. Not that we're unable, but incapable. It's going to incapacitate us to the point that we can't have a viable relationship with another person. That's unfucking believable to me. Mm. Yeah? How can that be okay? <laughs> right. And that and that means a relationship even with you. I mean yeah. because yeah. you're a violent person. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I mean, I don't know how uh you know, I know we can adapt better than a cockroach, but sometimes it's a disservice, our ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. We don't have to adapt to how what it's calling our life. We don't, yeah? yeah I think Timo said it. He said, we regroup, we don't surrender. <laughs> yes, and we can outgrow this thing, yeah? The self, the self, the parasite can't take you moving towards the sunlight of the spirit. It can't. It doesn't like that light. It likes unconsciousness. It likes without knowing. It likes being dumbed down. Yeah? It doesn't want to see any role but others. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Once it comes into the light, things are revealed, yeah? That it doesn't want you to have revealed. Yeah? You basically see the emperor with no clothes, and it's not a nice picture. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Kurt, for all the support and everything. Too. Yeah. And just being Kurt, you know, you're very... It's, I love when people uh, have been taken over by spirit. It's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. All right. All right, we got we got another question if you have time. Yeah, sure. Jack, where are you? Hold on. You know, I just tell time by urination, the need to for you to urinate. And it's It's, already been established that we don't mind waiting for you to do that. I'm getting a longer reprieve. (laughs) 
Um, let me see. I don't think I can do two hours, but maybe an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up on that. Jack has stepped out of the room. So. Who's what? Jack has left the room. So we don't oh. have another question. Oh, great. All right. So yeah. let's, uh, let's just say goodbye. Eh? Yeah. That was enough to chew on, yes, today? That was, that was great. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. All right, let me say goodbye to everyone then. Kaiser. Kaiser, that's all I can say is Kaiser. There's Mickey, the matriarch of the Madeira clan, yes. Rob Farr, nice to see you, Rob. Thanks for all the attendance. Appreciate it. Mike, ditto, and all the service. Walter. Thanks, Walter. Yeah. It's nice to join the Zoom group, isn't it? Yes. It does something for the action figure. A sense of belonging and shared purpose. It's nice. John. Nice to see you, John, in the great outdoors. I'm going to be there shortly, I hope. Paul, nice to see you, Paul. You're taking a t-shirt day off, eh? All right, that's okay. Oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, all right. All right, okay, I got I to gotta up my game. I don't know what I got here. Oh, wait a minute. I got the best one, the Zen Bitch Slap. Woo-hoo. This is a Zen Bitch Slap shirt. I can't see it all, but yeah. There you go. I sleep out with it every night. We got Kristen. Nice to see you, Kristen. Yeah. I love to play a role of uh, stoking curiosity and inquiring minds. I just love it, man. Yeah. There's no comfortably numb. There's just numb. Yeah, yeah. All right, Roman. Nice to see you, Roman. Yeah, you got that radiator working, I hope. Maybe getting cold in Germany. Yeah, yeah. We're coming, sl- we're, we're slowly moving towards that direction here in California. Marty, Marty T. Yes? Tom, Tom Hudak. Nice to see you, Tom. Pleasure. Kurt, as always. Anne, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you've just moved in and took over the whole scenario. I like that. Good. Yeah, thanks for everything. And do as much. You can always bring up segments of the book and we'll go off on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. All right, we got George's from the George from the UK somewhere. We got Anna. Anna felt like she was going to have a question but then realized she didn't yeah we got vicky this vicky nice to see you vicky we got rick R- sika toronto ontario all right rick we're gonna take care of that seeker idea yeah we got michael stacy yes he's going over the books there the madera mafia yeah. 
Yeah, a little embezzlement, a little fucking strong arm in the stores there. Yeah, it's all right. Leah, you know, the ends justify the means. <laughs> see you. See you. Nice to see you, honey. Jack G left and the whole room flipped over. Chris, nice to see you, Chris. Roana, nice to see you in California. We got Sura and Kate and Malcolm. Always a pleasure, Malcolm. Thank you for all the support. Uh, let's see who else. All right, that's, oh, yeah, a couple anonymous folks. All right, thanks, everyone. Such a pleasure. Uh, I'll see you either tomorrow or Saturday or back on Tuesday and Thursday. All right. Thanks so much, Paul. Yeah. And everybody, before you log on off, you want that T-shirt, you know where to go. The uh, the uh, website is in the... We got the uh, new one up. The new one up is Self Can't Get Out of Self. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to get that myself. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and, and that's... Uh, I think that uh, Mike is putting that in the chat now. You can also get these recordings at zenbitchslap.com.